you want to talk about one-footed jumping frogs? Do they exist? They lost all the three others. I don't know. They wouldn't be so good at jumping. No, they would be shit at jumping. <laughs> don't. Okay, don't start well, a don't, podcast about that. Do not that. start a podcast about one-footed jumping frogs. They, okay. they don't even exist. This is the Travel Freedom Podcast. I'm Tomo. And I'm Megzi. And it's time to collect your ticket to world travel and a location-independent lifestyle. Every Thursday, we'll show you how we travel the planet in style, full-time, for as little as $200 per person per month. And every Monday, we interview digital entrepreneurs who reveal the methods to creating a location-independent online income. So subscribe on iTunes now and discover travel freedom for yourself with the Travel Freedom Podcast. This is Money Mondays, episode 022. In today's episode, we speak to John Lee Dumas from the award-winning Entrepreneur on Fire podcast. He tells us how on-demand podcasting is set to replace radio. We want to listen to what we want to listen to, when we want to listen to it, where we want to listen to it. We want to be able to press the pause and play button, rewind, fast forward, and choose the words that are coming out. And by choose, I mean at least choose the topic and the host and the producer of that show. Putting the power into the hands of the consumer is an exciting time, and that's what podcasting does. John also explains how starting a podcast can help you connect with your current audience. It's a people-first business that we're doing here as online entrepreneurs, and by just giving your listeners, your readers, your audience another medium to consume your content, you're serving them and you're always going to come out on top when you put those people first. Okay, it's Money Mondays once again. Welcome back to the show. Yay, Money Mondays! And it's time for the news. Do we have a news jingle this week? News time, news time, news time, news time. It's news time. Ooh. You like that one? Yeah, that's interesting. Curious, strange. (laughs) It's <laughs> a crazy news. Strange news. It's like jazz hands news. Jazz hands news. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, like, two it's, almost, it's always going Shatner. Two jingles in one week, though. That's, oh my god, we're just jingle crazy. That's real value. We're really giving it away this week. Okay, so first up, I think you probably noticed we've changed our intro music because this is now the Travel Freedom Podcast. We gave you warning it was coming, so the name and the logo will also be changing in your iTunes podcast folder so we've not gone forever we've just changed our branding a bit so keep an eye out yeah and speaking of which you can leave us an itunes review as well if you like the show we've been getting some fantastic reviews thank you so much to everybody out there who has jumped on itunes and left us a review and also been telling us on twitter how much you love us as well we love you too actually i'm gonna read one out right now Mardina Murray left us a little review on Twitter, and hopefully she's been on iTunes as well. You oh, she told know. me she did. Oh, she did leave us on in there as well. Cool. Yeah. She says, you inspire me. Love your podcast. Thank you for kicking the first domino. Love it. Sweet. That is an awesome endorsement. We're glad to have uh, set off your travel freedom future. Yeah, so thank you so much. And so for everybody else out there, if you do love us, if you really enjoy the content that we give you twice a week, or even if you just like it once a week, just if you love us even in if, some like, way. Even if you hate us, leave us a positive review. Don't leave us a negative one. That's not nice, Negativity is, is not nice in the world. No, let's Try all be positive here. Yeah, that's Happy what we times. Want. So yeah, if you can please jump on and give us a five-star review on iTunes, that means more people can notice us and more people can get some fantastic information information as well mm-hmm. okay well it's time for the business news oh we have had some big things happen i don't know if anybody out there listening actually has seen on our blog but i had a curves article 
come up. Yeah, let's explain. What is the Curves article exactly? Okay, so we had been hustling to get quite a few of our articles put in local newspapers, so news.com.au, the Daily Mail. Now, most of these don't have commenting, but the Daily Mail did have a comment section where someone commented on my weight and said that I was overweight and unfit looking for someone who travels the way that we do. So it pissed a lot of people off and it it perturbed me as well. I mean, when you put yourself in the public spotlight, you kind of expect to get a little bit of flack. They say that if you don't have trolls, then you haven't made it yet. But I mean, we're not celebrities, we're freaking bloggers. Yeah, we're just regular people. And so it kind of was annoying that someone had chosen to comment on my weight above my travel achievements, which is what the article is about, like the amazing things we've done, being to like over 75 countries combined and going to Antarctica and all this other shit. But they decided to say, why is she fat? So I wrote an article in reply, which is called, I have curves and I travel, so deal with it. And it went semi-viral. Insane. It touched some nerves with women and men and lots of people out there. And emails started to pour in and Yahoo Travel picked it up and they said that they wanted to share it. And other people have written blogs in response to say, I was really moved by this article by Meg from $5 Traveler. And I've written my own article about my own issues I have with my body and how I'm going to tell those issues to fuck off and just enjoy how sexy I am being kick-ass and curvy. Yeah, but apart from the fact that this has obviously been referenced loads of times, which is bringing in shitloads of traffic and improving our Google rank, it's also got republished on Yahoo Travel Explorers, for which we got paid. Woo-hoo! So, you know, wrote an awesome article, sent it to them, and they went, yeah, we'll repost this and send you some money. Like, yeah. Cool. So being part of the invite-only Yahoo Travel Explorers group is a massive bonus income for us, because every time one of our articles gets selected to be republished on Yahoo Travel, we get paid for it. Yeah, funny thing is that we're actually one of the smallest blogs on this, so we've somehow managed to slip inside with all the heavyweights like Gary Arndt, who we interviewed on episode eight, who's been going around for like seven, eight years now, full-time traveler. Jody Ettenberg from Legal Nomads also started in like 2009 or earlier, I can't remember the exact date. These are really big established bloggers. They're the people who've been invited to be involved, and we also got invited to be involved, and we're like one of the smallest blogs on there. We're like, oh my god, what? Really? Yeah. Oh my god, that's nice, that's nice, thank you, thank you! (laughs) So, yeah, how did we actually get in? What happened? Well, we actually got on their radar just by starting a conversation with people. So we pitched them previously our article about how we traveled the world and lived so cheaply. And we'd also pitched it to a couple of others, HuffPost, and as we said, it got picked up by news.com.au as well. Yahoo Travel, on the American side, loved the pitch, took a closer look at our blog, and invited us to join this group. Yep, so essentially, the opportunities appeared because we made opportunities, which then begat more opportunities. So by doing outreach to these companies and saying, this is who we are and this is what we want to write about for you, they went, oh, well, these guys actually sound pretty interesting. Let's check out their blog. And they probably didn't even know who we are until we pitched them. No, uh, not at so, all. So, like, basically, because we pitched them for another story, they went, shit, we should invite these guys to be in the big group with the big boys. Yeah, so this has come about because we were hustling. It's exactly. what we said from the beginning. you got to hustle, 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 and you never know what sort of opportunities might snowball out of it. Yeah, snowball. That's the word I've been looking for for weeks. Oh, really? <laughs> Why do I keep saying roller coaster every time we're talking about snowboarding? <laughs> I don't know. Good, no idea. 
Anyway, right, well, speaking of putting yourself out there, you do have to do it both in the business world and the travel world. If you want to get into travel blogging, of course, you might want to be in tech blogging or any other sort of blogging. It's still the same thing. You've got to go out and find those opportunities by outreaching and hustling. Absolutely. But if you are going to be traveling and you are going pretty mental and do some crazy shit, like we're about to go kite surfing in the next couple of weeks. We're just setting that up here in Morocco. Totally excited. Which is going to be really cool because we've wanted to do kite surfing for years. And we're here in Essaouira, which is like known as the wind city. It is super windy here. It is crazy windy. Crazy windy, but it's perfect for kite surfing and windsurfing. Always wanted to do it, so we're going to hook up with a company here and get some free kite surfing lessons. But... When you're in another country, you've got to make sure that you are insured. Hell, if you're going kite surfing, you want to be insured anyway. We could just like smack yourself in the head. Like the wind could change and you're like, ah, smack yourself in the head. And then you like pass out in the water. And then what happens? You got a concussion. What are you going to do? Um, die? No, someone will rescue you and you have to go to hospital. But then how do you pay for that? Uh, you just die. Oh, or insurance. That's the one. That's what I was thinking. That, no, yeah. Well, I wasn't thinking of No, that. that's what I was thinking of. Um, yes, you need travel insurance. You know you need travel insurance. Don't go anywhere without travel insurance. And uh, as always, we've got 5% to make it even more affordable for you from World Nomads Travel Insurance, our fabulous sponsors. Yeah, 5% discount from World Nomads. Head to our new link. Ooh, this is our new link now. www.discovertravelfreedom.com slash worldnomads. And still use that coupon code WN. 5DP. Yeah, that's what you need to do to get 5% off your next policy. Okay, now we are very excited today because we have a super heavyweight of the podcasting industry on our show. Absolutely. John Lee Dumas has Best of iTunes 2013. Uh, he's got like a million downloads a month on his podcast. He's just taken the podcasting world by storm and he actually agreed to come on our podcast. So freaking exciting and what such a great interview, such a great guy. So we're really excited to bring this one to you today. Yeah. If you haven't already been a little bit inspired from listening to podcasts to maybe start your own, by the time you listen to this interview, you're going to be like, sign me up. Yes, I want to be a podcaster because the future of podcasting is so, so rosy right now. Get in in 2015. Anyway, John Lee Dumas is going to tell you a lot more about that in his interview. So let's go over to him right now. All right. So we're here with John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire. First up, for anyone who doesn't know about your podcast, can you give us a one minute overview of what the topics are that you cover, the sort of people you talk to and why it's been such a successful podcast? Well, a lot of questions you're firing at me. Let me first off say thank you for having me on. I'm excited to talk to both you and your listeners. I know that you have some great ones for sure. And Entrepreneur on Fire is a seven day a week podcast where I interview today's most inspiring entrepreneurs. And we really focus on the journey. You know, we first off start with by going into what I call the one minute mindset questions, doing five insights into their mind about their days, their strengths, weaknesses, habits, etc. Then we talk about a failure story, their worst entrepreneurial moments and the lessons we can learn from that. Then the aha moments, the steps that they took to turn that idea into success. And then we go into the lightning round, which is just a lot of quick rapid fire questions to extract golden nuggets of info for the listeners. So it's a lot of fun. And typically they're about 35 ish minutes, depending on how short or long winded my guest happens to be. Yeah. And we uh, just did episode 940 recorded wow. last week. So uh, definitely have a lot in the shoot. 
that Woo-hoo. is a lot of content. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Yeah, because of course you do a daily podcast, so you've just got stuff churning Fire out in the all mouth. the time. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah, not messing Seven around. Days a week. We even even on Christmas, guys. Yeah, how the hell do you keep up with a schedule like that? That's a lot of recording. <laughs> it's a lot of recording, and then I do these interviews once a week as well. I do four interviews on other shows every single week too to kind of continue to pay that forward, and, and I'm booked out on that through July. So I mean, I definitely have a full plate of yapping into a microphone, but I enjoy it. It's a lot of fun and I love giving what I can to the listeners out there. Yep. Talking beats working for a living, I think. So podcasting is a great career. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Agreed. Well, we actually started out as bloggers and we were doing all of our writing and it's only recently that we've branched out into becoming podcasters. So a lot of the people who are following us at the moment are bloggers as well. What do you say to people into why they should start a podcast? Well, it's a great question. And the reason that I started with a podcast myself is because I couldn't write and I just wasn't a writer. I wasn't a fan of it. It wasn't something that I enjoyed doing. So I said, let me just kind of jump right to the podcast and make my content available in the audio form. Now for bloggers, you have an amazing opportunity here to leverage different mediums. Blogging's a great way to get out there and to get seen and heard by the world. In fact, you know, I've recently had Kate Erickson, not that recent, over a year now, join the team to really add that component to our business because I'm a huge believer in the power of blogging. So blogging's huge and now we have a huge blogging component on our website. She releases at least two articles a week. And she has her own podcast about those articles as well. And I think that's a great example for bloggers right now with what Kate's doing. It's called an audio blog format. So basically what it is, is it's the Entrepreneur on Fire blogs. We're just taking that exact same content and now repurposing it into another medium that now people can listen to that maybe they don't want to read our blog for whatever reason, or they want to go for a run or they're driving in their car to work, but they still want to be consuming that content. We're now giving them ways to do that so that our listeners, our fans, our followers, our readers can consume our content when they want to, where they want to, and how they want to. You know, maybe they listen to the first half of Kate's audio blog on the way to work, then they jump into their cubicle and they read the second half of the post. Maybe that's how they consume it. And if that's how they want to, that's the opportunity we want to give because it's a people first business that we're doing here as online entrepreneurs. And by just giving your listeners, your readers, your audience, another medium to consume your content, you're serving them and you're always going to come out on top when you put those people first. Yep. So remember, if you're in your cubicle, keep reading blogs, listen to podcasts, don't do any work. (laughs) Really, just don't do any work at all because working is not as much fun. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. This is why we get into this in the first place. It is something that we're passionate about to talk about subjects that we like rather than being stuck in a cubicle somewhere. Because we're all about the travel freedom. That's what our podcast is about, about location independence and giving people opportunity to find a business online. So obviously starting a podcast, you've made a lot of money and you made a lot of money really, really fast. Now, you've been best of iTunes 2013 and that was only about a year after you, you actually started your podcast in the first place. 
I had like a million downloads in the first eight months from the stats that I read. This is amazing success, but is it something that other people starting a podcast can emulate or have you just got really, really lucky and had an amazing business plan that it's going to be hard for other people to copy? Uh, there's a lot of a lot that's kind of mixed in with the answer here because I will say that there is luck that's involved with everybody that you are now seeing that's either online or just successful in general through any way, shape or form. So luck, in my opinion, a great definition for it is where effort meets opportunity. So I definitely was putting in the effort. You know, it was 2012, my nose was to the grindstone. I was committed to podcasting. It was kind of a medium that hadn't really caught fire yet, so to speak, but I was all in. I went all in and I was doing a daily podcast and I was definitely putting in the effort. And then the opportunity struck. You know, that opportunity was podcasting began to catch on. And so that was kind of my lucky break right there where podcasting started to build in popularity. And I was perfectly positioned as this guy that was slowly improving as a podcast host, slowly improving as a podcast in general. That was Entrepreneur on Fire, growing momentum, getting some notoriety. And I've really been able to ride this wave. So I was definitely in the right place at the right time back in 2012. Now, here we are in 2015. It's absolutely the golden era and the golden year of podcasting for sure. I mean, people are talking about it at work. It's the studies just came out from Edison Research and the amount of people listening to podcasts and are talking about podcasts and have actually heard of the word podcast, which was pretty small percentile back in 2012, is huge now comparatively. So it's exciting to see the growth in just three short years about where it's gone. But that's a huge opportunity for anybody that wants to get into this now because this is a medium that a lot more people are flocking to to consume than people will ever be producing. So when you have more people that are looking to consume that type of material, product, service, commodity, whatever that might be, then are producing it, you're always going to be on the right side of the coin if you are that producer. So you, Tom and Meg, you are producers. You're producing this content. You know, I am producing this content. So anybody that's listening right now that thinks they want to focus on producing a podcast, that time is going to be really well served because as things continue to grow and, and more people start flocking to podcasts, Apple CarPlay is now in the dashboard of all cars rolling off the lot, every make and model. It's a really exciting time and it's a really fun medium. I mean, don't you guys enjoy kind of kicking on a mic together and, yeah. and hanging out with other people and, and chatting away? Absolutely. Yeah. We talk so much crap. It's, yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> and we've had some great <laughs> feedback from people listening to the show from some of the other stuff we've been doing. So we're happy. We're, it's really good that we're actually helping people as well as talking crap. So, <laughs> you know, that's, that's fun. Oh, I've forgotten what I was about to ask you there. Oh, I know. There was um, some research that went out. There was a guy, I think it's from The Slate he was talking about the future of podcasting. And he was saying, as you're saying, it's a golden age in 2015. But his prediction is saying that golden age, you know, in a year's time, it could be full of massive corporations doing really heavily sponsored podcasts. And the indie podcasts like ours, and obviously when you started, you would have been probably been considered an indie podcast, just wouldn't have the scope and the space to get into that market. So what do you think is that, is it like you've got to get in now and in a year's time, indie podcasts aren't going to have a chance of cutting through the noise and the bigger promoted podcasts? So there's a lot of things that are out there right now where they're saying, watch out, the prodcasters are coming. And by prod, they mean professional podcasters. And, you know, I get it. I mean, I'm seeing it firsthand. I'm seeing a lot of celebrities. I'm seeing a lot of 
athletes. I'm seeing a lot of comedians really turning to podcasting as an amazing medium to build their audience, to grow their voice, or really to to grow that tribe that they are growing by sharing their voice in a really powerful way. And so that's happening, but that's just even bringing more legitimacy to the entire field of podcasting. So this is why it's more important now than ever to not go broad and to really be comfortable and excited about going really niche. As entrepreneurs in general, we're terrified of going niche, of really just finding that one narrow topic and dominating it. But that's exactly what we have to do now as podcasters. We need to find that one topic, that one niche that we love, that we have passion for, that we have expertise and skills in, that we could talk about for hours and we want to talk about for hours, and then just focus on being the best in space in that entire industry and that entire niche, whatever that might be. And if you do that, you're going to grow those raving fans because your podcast is going to be able to reach the four corners of the earth. My show, Entrepreneur on Fire, gets listened to in over 145 countries every single day. I mean, this is a medium that as soon as you have published, it gets pushed out there to anybody that wants to consume it, that has an iTunes account, a Stitcher radio account, and soon Google and Spotify are making massive plays to this. So it's really exciting to see the direction that all of this is going. And I just have to stress over and over again because of the fact that it is becoming a little more of a crowded space with those professionals coming in. It's really time to double down in your niche and just focus and be excited about serving that audience. Yeah, cool. Now, as we're talking about the growth of podcasting, now, do you think that podcasting is actually going to replace radio or at least become bigger than radio in the next few years? Is it the wireless is over? And it's all wireless internet now instead. Yeah, absolutely. Is that the way it's going? Absolutely, it's the way it's going because listen, we're now becoming acclimated. We're becoming used to, as human beings, being able to be on demand, meaning that we want to listen to what we want to listen to, when we want to listen to it, where we want to listen to it. We don't want to be this captive audience anymore that has to like sit in our driveway listening to the last couple minutes of that talk radio show when we get home at night just because if we turn it off, we're going to miss whatever they're going to say. No, we want to be able to press the pause and play button, rewind, fast forward, and choose the words that are coming out. And by choose, I mean at least choose the topic and the host and the producer of that show. So we're moving very quickly and we're already there in a lot of areas to just human beings in general that want that type of power. And podcasting gives you as listeners that type of power. Everybody that's listening to our words right now, Tom and Meg, they chose to press the play button, just like they can choose to press the rewind button if they miss something or the stop button or the next button, you know, if they find my voice annoying. I mean, it's their choice. But if this is the radio and they were in the car, they'd have to listen. They'd have to listen to the commercials that would be coming out. They'd have to listen or change to another radio station. They'd be doing the exact same thing. So putting the power into the hands of the consumer is an exciting time. And that's what podcasting does. Cool. I hope that everyone listening is quite convinced by this point that podcasting might be a good thing to move into. All right, we're going to take a little break from Johnny Dumas and do our Monday tool. Monday tool. As we're talking all podcasting today, we're going to do a podcasting tool. Yes, exactly. Now, what we use to host our podcast is called Libsyn. And essentially, if you host your podcast on your blog, you are going to have a lot of issues. For a start, a lot of hosts, they don't actually allow you to do the live streaming of audio at all, which means it just won't work in the first place. iTunes might not even accept your feed if it's from one of these hosts that doesn't do it properly. Plus, you're going to have a lot of shit when listeners come to download an episode and it doesn't work properly. So it's actually a really annoying thing that you can't host that way. So you need to get yourself a hosting platform that is specifically designed 
for podcasting. So the one we use is Libsyn. This is sort of one of the, the best ones out there as far as we can tell. Effectively, no matter how big your podcast is, you've got unlimited bandwidth. So if you do suddenly get a massive load of traffic. It's not going to crash your site. Yeah, it's not going to crash your website, which is another problem. If you host on your own website, crash. you might crash your own website. So not only is your podcast going to crash, but your website's not going to work. And that loses your money. And Google doesn't like that sort of shit, does it? Oh, no. no Google gets very upset with that sort of It does not like dodgy, unreliable websites. Yeah, you can sign up from as little as $5 a month for the plans on this. The one we're on is like $20 a month, which lets us upload about eight 30-minute episodes per month and I say unlimited bandwidth so you can have a million people listen to each episode and you pay the same. Wouldn't that be nice? I would love a million people to listen to it. <sighs> Go episode. tell everybody to come listen to our show so we can hit a million. That's right. So Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N, just jump on Google, throw that in, you'll find it. It'll be the top hit. Store your audio on something reliable so that your listeners don't get disruption when they're trying to listen to your lovely podcast. Cool. Let's get back to John Lee Dumas for more awesome information about why podcasting is the future. Let's move on to a topic that can be really helpful for people who have already maybe started a podcast. Now, the hardest part, I think, and definitely the hardest part we've had is we can get the content out there, but how do we get people to listen to it? So when you started your podcast, what were you doing to get all those fans so quickly? So what's amazing about podcasting, and especially when you're doing the interview-based podcast, is that you're interviewing successful and inspiring people within your niche, whatever that might be, people that inspire you, that have value to bring, that have great content to share. And guess what? If you do a good job as a host and you have them share something, maybe a story or a tidbit or anything that they don't always get to talk about, when that interview goes live, you better believe if you reach out to that person in the right way, that guest that you had on and you make it easy for them by providing quick links and click to tweets and automatic Facebook post links to share that content with their audience, they will. So just picture Entrepreneur on Fire. Every single day, my first email that goes out is to that guest whose interview went live. And I'm saying, Seth Godin, Tim Ferriss, Gary Vaynerchuk, your interview just went live on Entrepreneur on Fire today and you rocked the mic. Here's all the links to share with your audience. I'd be honored if you would do so. So every single day, seven days a week, EO Fire is being exposed to a brand new audience, a proportion of which is listening, subscribing, rating, reviewing, becoming evangelists. And that is what's really been the result of the incredible exponential and organic growth of Entrepreneur on Fire. Absolutely. And you mentioned before how Kate had started to do a blogging side as well. So you've got both mediums there. How's the way that you would recommend that you can get the opposite? So you get people coming from reading your blog and turning them into active listeners. So what Kate does, which is amazing, if you go to eofire.com, you just check out our blog section, you'll see that at the top of every blog, we use Pat Flynn's smart podcast player. And right there at the top, they can press play and listen to that blog post. And it's not just Kate reading the blog post. She's actually taken the content from that blog post and turned it into a good audio consumable format. So it's different. She adds some tidbits. She adds some humor, some personality to it. And it's a different take on the same content, repurposing in a powerful way. So a lot of people can really look to go that route to, again, just give their readers another way, another leverage point, another consumer point where they can actually get that content the way that they want to. I have to say, it's really funny because I'm sitting here listening to your voice and I'm so 
used to listening to your <laughs> podcast that like I'm forgetting that I have to respond because yeah the wor- <laughs> this is a two-way conversation Meg let's dial in <laughs> I know, it's really funny it's like oh wait oh I have to say something now because yeah, what are the, I'm not just what's listening what's the next question gonna be oh, <laughs> yeah. oh no we've got to think of one. Oh god <laughs> I love it <laughs> this is crazy okay right yeah so blogging podcasting it's a good way to mix them up we're seeing copy blogger is doing this a lot as well they have the transcript oh, for copy blogger speaking they've just released Rainmaker FM. Like 15 podcasts. They yeah. like carpet bombed the podcasting world. And because of how new and noteworthy works and, and how like your podcast gets a lot of extra juice in the first eight weeks to the iTunes algorithm, which in my opinion does need to be changed. They have like 10 podcasts right now in the top 15 business podcasts, wow. even though like each show only has like one. So they are doubling down on podcasting all the way to Chinatown. And I mean, if you know Rainmaker and Copy Blogger, I mean, they're the mecca of blogging yep. and see what they've done. And the fact that they're putting so much time, so much resources, they have so many podcasts now, like my head is spinning, like to see all their podcasts. I don't even know like how they're going to keep this up, but it's amazing to see that and just really kind of shred any last remaining doubt that any blogger has that, Hey, you know, maybe podcasting needs to stay separate from blogging, you know, maybe just like church and state should be separate. Like maybe blogging and podcasting <laughs> should be separate. Like now, no more. <laughs> They are one and the same. It's about you, the content producer, producing content in a way that your listeners and or readers want to consume. Yeah. Now, speaking of new and noteworthy, actually, we had a really specific question that we thought of about that. We were ranked up in new and noteworthy for travel for quite a few weeks when we started the podcast. Sure. And we didn't really see that much traction from that. Now, if you go into iTunes and you try and find the travel section, it is not easy to find. find So for podcasts that fit into the categories that aren't those sort of top 10 main ones like technology, business... All those subcategories, is that new and noteworthy really an effective way of getting an audience or is it really overrated for those smaller categories? It's not overrated in my opinion for the smaller categories, but what it is is it's not as effective in those smaller categories. And and you know, had you know you come to me for advice, like my recommendation would have been listen, you need to be in the main categories. Business, you need to be in health would be a second category, the, the health category. And then maybe the third would be society and culture. And what you would have built your organic audience on during the new and noteworthy time would have been your artwork where your podcast artwork would have spoken to the browsers of those categories because the browsers on iTunes they aren't diving into those subcategories because they're not aware that they're there but your artwork will speak to the people that are browsing those main categories and draw them in and get them to be listeners during those critical eight weeks. Yeah, I think it's definitely one of the main mistakes we made. I mean, we were situated on business as well. That was one of our other major categories because we talk about location independent businesses as well as travel. But we didn't get into the top of new and noteworthy at all. We got in for careers and we got in for travel, which were both subcategories, but business, we just didn't. So, I mean, we feel obviously we probably didn't get enough audience to the podcast in the first place to actually push us into that top part of the category. Is that how it works? You need to maybe get an independent 
audience first before you can make it work. It's one of those things where you definitely want to treat the podcast launch as an event. It has to be a massive buildup and a focus. And, you know, within our community, we have an awesome podcasting community called Podcasters Paradise. And within that, we have a 10 video series, which we call the perfect launch plan for the podcaster. And it just takes you through exactly what you need to do to step to build up to that perfect launch as far as, you know, with the social media side and your actual current audience size and all the different things that you can do with your guests that you've already interviewed pre-launch, all these different things you can do to really make sure that when you hit the actual submit button to iTunes and to the other directories that you are ready with this plan because you do only have those eight weeks and it really does start with that momentum because if you can even crack into the top of the new and noteworthy, you almost continue to remain buoyed there by the organic traffic that then results because then people are, are jumping into the business section that are just scanning the top two rows, which are all new and noteworthy, and they're seeing your podcast. And if that's of interest to them because of hopefully great artwork, then they're diving in and they're going, you know, and they're subscribing, they're rating, reviewing, and they're going forward with that. And that's just kind of this self buoying, like repeating self buoying that's going to keep you kind of locked up there. Like when I launched my podcast, I was pinned at number one for the entire eight weeks because I was able to get up there because I launched, I did a lot of things wrong too, because this was back before I knew half of the things that I know now, but I was able to do enough things right. And it was less of a crowded space back then too, where I was able to get that initial momentum to pin me there at, at the number one spot. And that drove incredible amounts of, of traffic. Whereas I saw a huge drop off when I dropped out of New and Noteworthy. So I saw that. It was like a straight line across for how many downloads I was getting for eight weeks. And then day 57, like it was just off a cliff and it was like a 65% drop. And that was like my new base I had to build up from. But the key thing is, is that that 35% remaining came from those initial eight weeks and they helped me build back up to where last month we did a million unique lessons. Yeah, which is amazing. Incredible. <laughs> Very yeah. jealous. If you've got 10 seconds to tell listeners about your free webinar courses, because that's how we first got involved with you through John Morrow. We found your webinars and then we started listening to your podcast. Oh, I love John Morrow. And uh, now we're interviewing you. So if you can mention what's in the webinars and why people should go and have a look at them, that would be awesome. Cool. Well, thank you guys for the opportunity to chat today. John Morrow's awesome, by the way. Love that guy. Yeah. And yeah, he's so cool. So I have a couple things that I'd love to share. Um, number one is if you're digging what I'm talking about right now with podcasting, and this could probably be great for you guys as well. Tomo and Megzi, as yeah. I see here, I would say um, free podcastcourse.com. Completely free, a 15-day course I created for anybody looking to create, grow, and monetize a podcast. Um, you can get access to that free webinar that you referenced from that course as well. Um, and I also have a podcast called Free Podcast Course Podcast, which goes through all this as well. But, you know, in general, all the magic happens at eofire.com. So if you go there, you can see all everything that we have to offer. And I'd love to uh, continue the conversation. Perfect. All right, Johnny Dumas, thanks again for joining us. And uh, yeah, cheers very much. Yeah. Take care, guys. Thank <laughs> you. Okay, it's that time of the show. Yes, it's travel homework time. So this week, if you have any interest in starting a podcast, 
Start one! Damn, you should have interest by now. Has Johnny Dumas not convinced you? I'm convinced to start more podcasts. <laughs> well, in fact, we might be starting more podcasts. New news on oh, that. Oh, we'll see how yeah, we go. Yes, yes. That's well, in the works. It's not confirmed. <laughs> more future. More future possibilities. But yeah, start a podcast. God damn it. You've got to do it now. We're saying like this is the new radio. Yeah. We do travel podcasting, but there's, I know that there's like knitters podcasts and there's... There is a knitting podcast. Yeah. It's like an hour and a half per episode it's totally popular her popularity on her show is through the freaking roof yeah lots of people want to hear about it they can sit down and listen about knitting whilst actually knitting yeah there's nerd ones there's the biggest one is like cereal that's like oh that's been huge you probably heard about that already yeah absolutely crazy but there's oh my god there's the guys from this american life which is a very famous sort of brand in America, as far as I'm aware. And they did their own podcast called Serial. Everybody's doing podcasts these days from every possible niche you could ever think of. So if there's something that you want to talk about, if you want to talk about one-footed jumping frogs. Do they exist? They lost all the three others. I don't know. They wouldn't be so good at jumping. No, they would be shit at jumping. (laughs) (laughs) Don't... Okay, yes, don't start don't a podcast about do that. Do not start a podcast about one-footed jumping frogs. They, okay. they don't even exist. Start a podcast about interesting paintings in hotel rooms that happen to all be the same in every single hotel room that you go to. <laughs> start a podcast about whatever the hell you like, but anyway. try and think of a specific niche that may have a decent target audience that are actually going to want to listen to this podcast. Because you don't just want to talk to a microphone and have no one listen. Well, if you're into it, most likely there's chances that someone else is going to be into it. Yeah, unless it's one-legged frogs, which people don't believe are real. (laughs) So then no one else is going to be into it, so forget about it. No, but get out there, start a podcast, identify your niche and your target audience. Like, you know, we're messing around, but you guys know what we talk about when we say niche and uh, choose a good subject to do your podcast on. And if you want top-notch assistance in figuring it all out, head to discovertravelfreedom.com slash paradise. Yeah, because this will get you on the free webinar series that John Lee Dumas mentioned in the interview. There's so much good information on there. It's insane. This is what we listened to before we started this podcast. Totally. It was really helpful. And free. Did we mention free? Yeah, and it's free. So jump on there and do use our link because it lets John know that we've sent people from our episode over to him. Totally makes us because look Because otherwise we've done an interview with him and he's like, did you send anyone over to actually go and do my free webinar? We're like, well, we don't know because no one used the link. <laughs> so use the link. Yes, use our link. Don't just look it up on Google. Otherwise it makes us look bad and he won't come on the show again. And we want to get him on the show because he's really awesome. He's got great content, as you heard. So yeah, discovertravelfreedom.com slash paradise. Head over there and take a look at the free webinar. It's awesome. Yeah, but if you are not interested in starting your own podcast just at this moment, just get out there and listen to more podcasts. Start getting some ideas of what you might want to podcast about. 2015 is the year. Yeah, it's the golden age for indie podcasters because soon it's probably going to get swamped with a bunch of commercial podcasters and we won't be able to afford to compete with them. So get your audience now before it's too late. Do it now. Now. Go. Action today. Now. Carpe diem. (laughs) Latin it up, bitches. We're training you in everything right now. Thanks for listening to the Travel Freedom Podcast. Show notes and resources for this episode are waiting for you at TravelFreedomPodcast.com. So join us again for Money Mondays to learn how to supercharge your online income. Or for Travel Thursdays, where we'll help you travel like a prince on a pauper's budget. We are waiting for your comments and feedback. So tweet us at MyTravelFreedom. Or email info at TravelFreedomPodcast.com. I'm Tomo. And I'm Megzy. Catch us again on Mondays and Thursdays on the Travel Freedom Podcast. Bye for now. Bye.